Hi, happy birthday. Hi, thank you. It was yesterday. Oh my God, this is going to drive me nuts. The delay? I don't know what to do. I don't either. I need y'all to move and get better internet. We're not moving. Our house is fantastic. Your house is pretty fantastic. <laughs> Maybe you should just create better internet for our house. What? I can't. You can't create internet. Wait, what? <laughs> Was the internet like created? Oh God! Why is, Why internet? is the internet? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to bring the room down, but did you hear that Kyle okay. Rittenhouse got off on everything? Yes. Not yes. a single charge. Not even the breaking curfew charge. Robin and I were talking about it. Um, it didn't happen yesterday. It was the day before, right? No, he got off yesterday. Happy birthday it? to me. Because when I okay. saw it, I said, oh, happy birthday to me. Yeah, Robin and I were talking about it yesterday. It's, it's bullshit. It really is. It made me cry. I'm sorry. And then it like it put me in a really bad mood. Like I had intended to watch. So Lynn's directorial debut was now on Netflix, Tick, Tick, Boom. And I'm so excited to watch it. And I planned to watch it yesterday, but I know that it's going to end sad because it's about Jonathan Larson. I know that I'm going to be heartbroken to watch it. So I was like, I can't watch it now because yeah. I'm already upset. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. So. Right. Oh. And I was. I think I was I was uploading the Where Jordan Davis. Well, I'm trying to remember because I was, think I was uploading the Jordan Davis case. And I heard us mention the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and it made me all mad all over again. He got no charges, nothing. It's really scary because now, yeah, like what a precedent that has set. Yeah, people could think they can just do what they want for with no consequences. White men, white men think they can do what they want with no consequences. Yep, it's really it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. Like it makes me feel tired. <laughs> it just makes right? me feel tired. <laughs> so imagine how like, how I feel like just. The world, the world is tired. I feel like just imagine how tired we are, and just imagine how tired like people of color are, right? And I mean, I know the people, um, I, the people he shot were white, right? Yes. Okay. Or and I, I know that. Yeah, I believe so. I know that, but they were there protesting the murder. I mean, not the murder, but the shooting of a black man. So it's just, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just tired. It's just exhausting. Life oh. is exhausting. The world is exhausting. The American justice Society system is, is stupid. so broken. It's just so broken. Bruh. So I was watching my Ryan from YouTube guy with the uh -huh. crossword puzzles, right? He's from Canada. He's can, can, Canadia? Can, what? Canada. Yeah, he's Canadian. Hi. Um, so. <laughs> you know, upwards of, of the clues... two countries. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the questions was. I forgot what the question was, but the answer was DA, like district attorney. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, did y'all know that in America, those people get appointed by people like voted in? It's a it's a you're running for office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're That's not true even for some judges not, also like not just because you're doing a really good job and you not get because promoted, you have such a stellar history, but you because you're saying what people want to hear. Yep. I could never be in politics. Same thing, right? Same thing with being a sheriff. It's the same thing. Uh-huh. You haven't earned the job. It's crazy. You're, you're being, you're saying what people want to hear. It's crazy to me. So then you're- And I never even like really, I never even thought about it. Like that, that was, I mean, I knew it, but I never, like it never clicked in my brain until he said it tonight. And I was like, damn. Cause he was like, bruh, like, did y'all know that in America, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. And I mean, cause you know, I feel like I'm having conversations with him. Uh -huh. And- <laughs> <laughs> and after he said it, I'm like, 
dang, he's got a good point. Like, that's not okay. No, and I'm sure that some of them are doing their jobs the way that they are supposed to. I'm sure that some of them are. But some of them, their goal is to get reelected. And that's not what the justice system should be about. Agreed. Now let's discuss murder. Mm. Hooray. And somebody else who didn't get the punishment they deserved. One of them. Remember me telling you um, this one article just, like, talked, like, so much shit about her uh-huh. like it was written by like somebody she knew in high school i swear it was <laughs> right so yeah and like everything like the first few parts i'm like same 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 like uh-huh. there's like 15 parentheses I'm on afraid. this first page guys it has same ashley put in parentheses <laughs> literally same again same <laughs> same again <laughs> is this about me <laughs> because like when i was like researching it and then like typing up i'm like this is 100 percent me if i had been murdered this is what the news article would have said murdered 15 years ago yes this would have been you anyways hi how are you (laughs) we've already had that conversation i'm trying to be positive it's been a lot this week guys i was trying to be positive it's been a lot. We're recording this on November 20th, just so everyone knows why we're so upset right now about the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal. It's not, it's not, I know this is not coming out for a while till December, but we literally just learned of it. So it's, it's been a long week. Anyways, you ready? I'm ready. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. Okay. Every mocking me? freaking week. No, that was my sincere uh, introduction this week. <laughs> How dare you, ma'am? Hey guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. All right, you got Go ahead and tell my life story here. Oh, for heaven's sake, (laughs) why do you interrupt me every time I talk? (laughs) Because I have so much to say all the time, leave me alone. Okay, our case today is from December 7th. 1993. Um, so this one has got a lot of slut shaming and a lot of victim blaming, so it'll be fun. Hooray. I hate people so much. Okay. So it starts with 18-year-old Rose Larner in Lansing, Michigan. A lo- local article that came out after her death said this about Rose. This is real. This is a real nice article. It's real friendly. Um, right. This is the one that I think was written by somebody whose boyfriend had a crush on her in high school. <laughs> it had to be. Because this is just they hateful. Were rough for a victim. On her. All right. She was a whirlwind with a hair trigger temper. Rose traipsed around town doing who knows what with who knows whom. She was mouthy and streetwise, fearless and friendly. The boys liked Rose and she liked them right back. Do you feel seen right now? Right? <laughs> Same. <laughs> But that's so rude. Like, that's not what you say. Right? I mean, 100% this describes me and her, but they just make it sound like it's such a bad thing, and it's not at all. It's not. She is an 18-year-old young woman. Let her live her best life. Right? Let her do what she wants to do. Y'all mind your business. (sighs) All right. Rose Markey, who was Rose's mother, so they're both, we're both Roses here, two Roses. Um, Right? I can't. I can't. (laughs) I just... I just it bothers me sorry go ahead okay she said she could be a headache and a half if she were kidnapped for ransom then kidnappers would pay me to take her back like my mama literally said that to me 
Yeah, but I have a, okay. I have a little bit of an issue right? with her. I mean, yes, but I have a little bit of issue with her mom. Like her mom didn't seem to be the most hands-on yes. type of. No. No. Yeah. When Rose was eight, she made she met a neighborhood kid, Billy Brown, and they became fast friends. In third grade, Rose met her other best friend, Bailey. Bailey said we were inseparable. We liked to ride the bus to the mall. We got in a fight a week, but we were still best friends. Rose would always call and make up. How how did they have a fight a week? What are y'all fighting about? Maybe she was telling her she wasn't her effing mother. Oh, I mean, that was one time, though. <laughs> our one fight, our whole friendship. <laughs> I'm still really sorry about that. <laughs> I feel like we treat this a little bit a too good... much like like a talk show. <laughs> right? Anyway, that was a good 15 years ago, too. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> As well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> the hair trigger temper. Um. Okay. So as Rose got older, things began to change a little. As an early teen, she was diagnosed as hyperactive. And because I found it to be a maybe a reason for her actions and, mm-hmm. and Especially whatnot, you know what I mean? Back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So one day, uh, Rose and Bailey were playing basketball at a park and there was a guy there and he came up and, and started like uh, talking to Rose and stuff. So Bailey said, quote, they began talking and so I started walking home. A little while later, Rose showed back up at Bailey's house saying that the man from the park had raped her. Okay, so first of all, me and mom were talking about this the other day, how like, no matter what you and I did, we always stayed together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the code. Like, that's what you should do. Yeah. Like, we went to pee together. We went outside. Like, when I went to go smoke a cigarette, you went with me. Like, we never left each other's side. Uh-huh. And that's... Again, I'm not blaming Bailey or anything because it's not her fault. Of oh, absolutely not. Of course not. Rose. But that's but, a lesson that people like, should definitely take. Yeah, Don't like, leave your come, friend behind. Stay with your friend. Come on now. Right? But use a buddy system. So, and we're going to call Rose's mother by her last name as to not confuse anybody. So, Marky said, quote, she seemed embarrassed and she didn't even want me to know. She never wanted to talk about it much. And I couldn't find much more information on, like, the trial or anything, which I'm assuming is because it's a sexual assault case. And I've, and she was probably a minor when opinion, it happened. Yes. And in my opinion, I feel that stuff needs to be not available to the public. Well, and they're not supposed to. In those kind of cases, they're not supposed to name the victim unless the victim makes a I mean, statement yeah. naming themselves. I mean, yeah, but I just either way, I just nobody needs to. I don't know. I just don't like that. Because, well, um, I, I but, get where you're coming from, but, like, people do need to know that he is a predator, and you can't really know that unless people know. Well, you know? yeah, but but they can look up his name and be like, okay, he was charged with this, this, and this. Not and, in the 90s, but, you couldn't. No, I'm, I'm saying now. What I'm saying is, even though this happened back then, I still couldn't find, today, I couldn't find much information on it, is what I'm saying. Well, that's good. And that's the way I think it should be. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I did find out that he was convicted, but he served one month in jail. One month. 30 days. High American justice system again. You're it's doing just, you're doing splendid. And it's not it's not like people can say this happened because it was the nineties, because I read an article today, yeah. today, where there was a twenty year old guy in New York who was convicted for raping a girl. And I say girl because she was under eighteen and sexually assaulting at least three others that they know about. And he got eight years probation, no jail time. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. 
So the dude's name, just so everybody knows, it's Christopher Belter, B-E-L-T-E-R. So just so everyone knows, his name is Christopher Belter, B-E-L-T-E-R, Belter. He raped one girl and has sexually assaulted at least three others that we know about. His daddy's rich, so he got no jail time. And uh, the judge said that he didn't want the guy to get jail time because he said it, it would be like a sword hanging over the young man. Yeah, no shit. It should be. That's exactly what should, it should be. Those other women or girls are never going to be the same nope. ever for the rest of their lives. Nope. And he just gets to... <sighs> and even being on the sex offender registry is not going to affect him because his daddy's rich. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He was white too, wasn't he? Of course, yes. A rich... <laughs> he went to an elite private school. Shit's ridiculous. Anyways... Um, Okay, so, yeah, homeboy spent a month in jail, you know, whatevs, no biggie. Um, when she was 15, she threatened a girl with a fork at a party. Again, sames. That's like not I've what forks that. are for. No, forks <laughs> are for food. <laughs> Don't you dare abuse the forks. <laughs> or brushing your hair. I'm sorry, Ariel. <laughs> it's a multi-purpose tool. <laughs> Retired Lansing Police Detective John, is it Caudy? That's what I would say. Okay. John Cotty said, quote, Rose Larner didn't care what she said or who she said it to. She had em- enemies. You almost said enemies. Um, <laughs> enemies. Em- M&M's? She had I knew M&Ms. that's where you were going. Peanut butter M&M's. Mm. Um, right? You're welcome. Part. Par- who? Party? What party? Okay. <laughs> Marky became alarmed when Rose's attitude. What? Marky became alarmed with Rose's attitude and drastic temper and decided to do something about it. Um, she exaggerated Rose's, quote, problems in order to have her committed to Rivendell Psychiatric Hospital. She went there and she was there for 90 days and she actually ended up liking it there. She made friends. Uh, she even made like a little boyfriend, you know, and like she was doing really well. Everything was great. Um, but after 90 days, I don't know if it was like an insurance thing where she had to like go or whatever. Um, anyways, she was released maybe. And when she returned home, her, uh, quote, attitude returned. Um, she was bringing alcohol to school. She got in trouble for shoplifting, blah, blah, blah. Just going back to her, I guess, old ways, I guess. And then comes the summer of 1993. I think it was the magic of the elves that helped her at the psychiatric hospital. The elves? Rivendell from Lord of the Rings. Hello? Arwen? Oh. <laughs> Is that not where everyone's mind immediately went to? It's close to Christmas. And so I was like, what? <laughs> Christmas <I> elves. <laughs> no, those aren't the elves I was referring to. In fact, assume those are never the elves I'm referring to. Always assume it's the Lord of the Rings elves. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, sorry. And then also, like, were what, there... She was making toys? What? <laughs> I mean, that okay. also might be helpful. Were there not, like, therapists in their town that she could have continued to get help? Maybe after well, the I rape? Mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but like I was saying, I don't, I don't know if it was a, if it was an insurance thing. I mean, because even now, like, therapy or counseling, it's super expensive. And so, and we're more aware of mental health issues or whatever today as opposed to 30 years ago so i don't i don't know i don't have an answer for you but not even like a school guidance counselor 
<laughs> you know? Like, just something? Yeah. So somebody she could talk to? So summer of 93. So this is when she met the local rapper, John Ortiz Kehoe. She was immediately infatuated. Bill Larner, who was Rose's brother, said she was really into him. She talked about him like he was a god. She wanted to do anything he wanted to do. By October, Rose asked her mother if John could move in with him. Marky had her reservations, but agreed. No, no, guys, no. This is mm -mm, not okay. Yeah, you're going to let your teenage daughter's boyfriend move in with you? Yeah, that's what? not, that's okay. not, not a good choice. Okay, but continue on. But luckily, it proved to be a bad decision. Okay. Oh, what a surprise. Shocking. Shocking. Things were fine. Until Marky discovered drugs, money, and guns in the house. And she made the realization <laughs> that John was a drug dealer. Guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come no. On. Like, no. No, just no. Just no. Just in general, just my answer is no. Okay. She made John move out. I was waiting for you to read. <laughs> uh, okay. I was done after that. That was my big reveal. I'm done. <laughs> Last week, you got mad when I talked on your spot. And you were like, there's faces for me to read. It's my turn to talk. Is that your impression of me? Yes. It's really bad. Thank you. You should workshop that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. Okay. She made John move out. And that's when John began distancing himself from Rose. So... Rose, honey, homeboy's not into you. Just move on. Move on. He was using you. Which I don't understand because if you're selling drugs and you got all that money, what do you need to live in somebody else's house for? Maybe he wasn't a very good drug dealer. (laughs) Touche. Fair enough. Okay, go ahead. Um, So Rose would follow John around to try and get back together. He eventually threatened to kill her if she didn't leave him alone. They ended up at the same party one night and after a fight, Rose rammed her van into his truck causing major damage so their relationship was obviously super toxic i kind of like it no that um, is not healthy behavior um, no it was a joke it was no. a joke no no bueno <sighs> it was a joke it was hilarious no, i can't stop you. laughing you're getting cocky in your old age i don't like it <laughs> it's not my old age <laughs> it's just me as a person <laughs> jeez Incredible. um you turn 34 and all of a sudden you're high and mighty but okay oh my god why are we so old because the alternative is that we're dead so oh okay Fair <laughs> um at 1 20 a.m on december 7th uh rose showed up at the gas station that her mother was working at marky said that she had a feeling that something was off and she tried to get rose to just like go home for the night but rose said she was going to go out with friends marky told her goodbye and let her go on her way Um, At 7 a.m. when Marky got home, she went up to check on Rose and realized that she wasn't home. And that's when she began to to worry. Um, Because even if she did stay out all night, she still came home in the morning because she she was the type that like slept all day and then was out doing stuff like all night. She called around trying to find Rose and friends said that she believed she was with Billy. And then so Marky called Teresa, who is Billy's mother, and she said that Billy was with John. And they began to form a search search party to look for Rose. Missing posters were made and everything. And and this this did kind of get to me. Uh, Marky said, as soon as I saw her on that poster, I knew I'd never see her again. And that does. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. That really is. That broke my heart a little bit. Eventually, tips began coming in and two names continuously popped up. Billy Brown and John Ortiz Kehoe. John Cotty talked 
talked to Billy several times about Rose's disappearance. And he said, quote, I talked to him enough times to know I was talking to someone who was somehow involved. So, like, he knew that there was something there, but he just couldn't quite make the connection. Michigan State Police Detective Donald Brooks formed and led a task force to help find Rose. And in April of 1996, Brooks heard from Billy and he was ready to finally talk this time. Brooks said he knew his days were numbered. Uh, Billy came in and told Brooks the entire story of what transpired with himself, Rose, and John. So homeboy just came in and spilled his gut. Yeah, two and a half years later. I mean, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying. I'm just making a statement, but okay. (laughs) (sighs) So Billy said that around 3 a.m. the morning of December 7th, he received a phone call from Rose. She wanted Billy to get in touch with John so that the three of them could hang out. Why are people trying to do stuff at 3 a.m. in the morning? Like, go to bed. (laughs) I'm up at 4 a.m. to get ready to go to work. I cannot go out at 3 a.m. That is unacceptable behavior. Right? My phone rings at 3 a.m. What's up? What's the matter? Who's dead? What happened? Uh, Right? (laughs) Yeah, that's not. Yeah, no. Okay. So John picked everyone up and I had to remember where I was. What did I ask? PSA. Got it. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So John picked everyone up in his truck and they headed 40 miles away to his grandparents' house. On the way there, they pulled over on the side of a country road and had sex in the truck. I've done this. So, sames. Again. (laughs) Again. Some articles say that all three of them had sex together. Some say it was just Rose and John, which if that's true, that is so awkward. (laughs) Billy's just chilling. He doesn't even have a phone to look at. I mean, cell phones weren't really a huge thing when I did that 15 years ago. Yeah, they were. We had cell phones when we graduated high school. I mean, yeah, but you couldn't get on like Facebook and stuff. How did we Facebook wasn't Facebook? even a thing. Yes, Facebook it was. Facebook wasn't a thing when we were in high school. Yeah, it was. MySpace like was towards a thing. the very end of high school. Oh. Yeah. Why are we uh, arguing about this? We're not. Okay. It sounds like we are, but really we're just confirming facts. <laughs> <laughs> and we just have to be louder than the other one. But I was louder. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I won that one. Okay. So, anyways, okay, so some articles say that all three of them had sex. Some say it was just Rose and John. It doesn't really matter as long as it all was consensual. They then made a pit stop at a store, and Billy and Rose stayed in the truck while John went inside. He came out of the store and placed a bag of items in the bed of the truck. He said they were things for the night's festivities. Come to find out, the bag held a fillet knife, two bottles of charcoal lighter fluid, a hatchet, and some trash bags. Billy assumed when they got to the house, they were just going to have sex, get high, just do average party kinds of things. I mean, Billy's got a point, though, because I've never brought trash bags and a fillet knife to a party. But I mean, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. So Billy says that when they got to the house, the three of them had sex again and then they got into the shower. Like all three of them were like in the shower and everything together. Mm -hmm. So they were all in the bathroom together. Afterwards, Billy and Rose were staying at the sink and Rose was brushing her hair. um, And John came up behind her and put a cord around her neck. Well, she like laughed at first thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just joking around or whatever. Um, But he quickly tightened the cord around her throat and then she fell to the floor. It was for reals. Uh, He placed his knee on her back to get more leverage and pulled on the cord until she was dead. Billy asked him why he was killing her. And John said, quote, the bitch has got to go. And that's what's going to happen. He then pulled her body back into the shower and took the fillet knife he had purchased earlier and slit her throat. Then hang on. Then homeboy took a break while she bled out and just him and Billy just did cocaine. Like, cause you know, that's super chill. It's what you do. I mean, 
All right, then. I mean, I have no frame of reference. Maybe it is hot. Billy said, quote, I told John I could I could tell this isn't the first time he did this. He said, what do you think? I vomited and he kind of laughed at me. So it does make me wonder if this was the first time or not the first time he had killed somebody. I mean, based on his behavior, I could totally see this not being his first, but there's been no yeah, yeah, evidence. I know. Billy said he started to take off her arms, feet, and hands, oh, her head too. Um, and this is all quotes from his testimony and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back with a foot sticking on a knife and he held the head up like Clash of the Titans before he took it to the basement. And he took her head, from what I could understand, he took her head down to the basement and burned it in the fireplace down there. Oh my gosh. But the rest of her body was still, I guess, upstairs, maybe? I guess in the um, bathtub. I guess. And Billy said, you could still see the shape of the skull, but most of it was ashes. Oh, and then, then this right here, um, I didn't know where to put this either. So here's fun fact. Um, a friend of John's, Sammy, and his girlfriend showed up at the house, and they stayed for an hour and had no idea what had just had no idea what had just happened. Can you imagine? This is why I hate going to other people's houses. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come over? Mm-mm, you probably got a dead body in your bathtub. I'm I don't good. know what you've been doing. I'm I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> All right then. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a little. Whew, no, okay. seriously though, can you imagine? Like uh, we find out after going to somebody's house, like three years later. Do you know what happened earlier that night at that house? <laughs> I would never be the same. I'm, yeah, like, oh, whew, oh my goodness. How do you, yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. I would become like agoraphobic or something. I mean, I'm already halfway and there anyway. never <laughs> go anywhere ever. <laughs> and then uh, Billy said that they uh, cleaned the house up, put the rest of her body in a trash can, grabbed some shovels, 10, ten gallons of Holy gasoline, cow. some trash bags, and left. Do you know how much 10, ten get gallons of gasoline is right now? That's a, like a full Cheese tank crackers. Of, in my car. I know you're talking right? about price, but like that will that would get me to your house and back. Right. So they then drove 100 miles north to some property owned by Billy's family. He said, it's far away and secluded. We were going to burn her up until there was nothing left. No body, no crime. Rose's body burned for about 10 hours. At one point, John took a bit of her flesh from the fire pit. Oh, gross. This part's so gross. Oh, my gosh. Billy said... He put it on a piece of bread with some mustard and ate it, just for the experience, just to know. After the fire was done, they gathered her ashes into trash bags and headed to John's brother's, Tim's house in Big Rapids. They spread her ashes along the roadway there. When they got to Tim's house, Billy said, Tim asked, what'd you do with her? What happened? John smiled. Tim said, never mind, I don't even want to know. Can you please want to know, please? Right? Right? They worked on an alibi while they were there. They were going to say all three of them were at Tim's place at the time of Rose's disappearance. There's so much. And there's so much. There's in so that. much. Just there's so much. Yes. <laughs> okay. So with all the information Billy had given the police on April 15th, 1996, they searched John's grandparents home inside the bathroom. Crime scene. I cannot read. Why can't I read though? Like. <laughs> I just don't get it. I've known this for months now. And I haven't gotten any better. Okay. You've only been reading for months? I mean, reading out loud. I mean, re- <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Reading and talking? What is it? What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> what? You're so pretty. 
so pretty. Reading where somebody can hear me? Right? It was reading That's... out loud. You had it right the first time. <laughs> like... Oh, well, then you made me feel like I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyways. Hi. <laughs> With all the information Billy had given the police on April 15th, 1996, they searched John's, John's grandparents' home. Inside the bathroom, uh, the crime scene experts found a single drop of blood. And after DNA testing, they found it belonged to Rose, which blows my mind that, what is this, two, two and a half years later, that they still found evidence? That blows my mind. But anyways. Yeah, it is crazy. Then in July, police made the treat. Treat? I'm hungry. Mm, treat. Cookie dough. Then in July, police made the trip up to Meredith, and that's the area that Billy and John had gone to um, burn her body. And while they were there, crime scene investigators found some bone fragments that were left behind in the fire pit. And then in August, police began to follow Tim, who was John's brother. Um, they discovered he was going down to Mexico to meet John. So John had been living or staying down there. They tailed Tim and he led them to a bar where John was found and arrested. Like he was going to that place and the police like followed him to the bar and they arrested him there. After a jury trial, John was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he is currently being held at Chippewa Correctional Facility. Billy pled guilty to accessory after the fact and spent a year in jail. One year. A year. One, one year. That is ridiculous. So I read that he said that it took about a minute for her to be strangled. First of all, that's not possible. It takes more than a minute. Right. Second of all, even if it only took a minute, that's enough time for you to stop it. <laughs> yes. So that's unacceptable. One year. Well, one thing I am going to say is if, if I saw somebody murdering somebody else in that exact moment, I don't know how I would react. I don't know if I would be like, what the is going on I know and just, exactly how you'd react you'd come out swinging <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes you absolutely would <laughs> i mean you think so though? i'm not like, sure who you'd hit but you'd hit somebody <laughs> <laughs> y'all i'm not a violent person i swear i mean a little but that's fine no but i mean like i don't know if i would i mean i guess i probably would i don't know you would do something whether it's just screaming hollering like fight you would do something you would just stand there and be like um hello but that's not nice though <laughs> um but can we go get snacks instead though because i don't i don't want to be a part of this but yeah i mean i don't i definitely don't feel like i would have stood there and watched it happen no and then even if at that moment you don't react even let's just say you froze up when sammy was that the guy that showed up yeah when Sammy and his girlfriend come, you make an excuse and you leave with Sammy and his girlfriend and then you call the police. Right. Yeah, that's it's unacceptable that he got only a year. There was so much more he could have done. 100%. Okay. All right. So now, John, this is happening like currently. This is what's going on now. John is pointing the finger at Billy saying that he killed Rose because she refused to have sex with him. He says that the only reason he is in prison is because Billy confessed first to keep himself out of trouble, which there may be actually legitimacy yeah because he got a yeah. deal sure 
which I already hate people getting deals. Like, I feel like it's a way for people to get away with stuff. It's like the, um, I can't remember their names, but they call them the Ken and Barbie killers in Canada. They killed and raped three young women. And one of them was her sister. And she got, oh, they held him in the box. No, 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 no. That's different. And she got basically nothing, even though they killed her sister. And she was very involved in it all. But she made a deal. No, they um, kept her in like a box under the bed or something. No, you're thinking of a different case. Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Yeah. They didn't keep anybody in a box. Oh, what am I thinking of? There is one where they did that. They put their head in the box or something. Yeah, that was a different case. God, people are just awful. I thought oh it was my Paul God. Bernardo, though. No. Seriously, now I'm just angry all over again. Anyways, my point was that it was that she made a deal and basically got no, no kind of nothing. Certainly. Like she tried, she tried to make it off that she was an abused victim, also. But if you look at the video, she wasn't. She was almost sort of came across as the ringleader, and she got like 12 years, which was my point. Sorry, that was my whole point about making deals. <laughs> now we're off on a whole different thing. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> So John's fiance, and I think she's still his fiance based on what I read, who I think her name is Emerald. Well, because the, yeah, the thing I read, her name was Emerald Ortiz Kehoe, which made me think that maybe they're already married. But in the post thing she made, she said she was his fiance. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Based on what we've read, we think she's still his fiance, but they may be husband and wife now. Um, She's petitioning to get John a new trial. There's like a hundred signs on that petition too. Um, ooh. Ooh. She claims John didn't do it. She says the evidence doesn't add up, but she doesn't say what evidence. And that John was framed by Billy. She said that there were documents. I mean, I'm not disagreeing about that part, but. Well, I'm not. I totally think that Billy was absolutely more involved than he said he was. Yes. I 100%, 100% believe that. But John's where he needs to be also. Yes. Um, she said there were documents that were withheld during the trial that would prove John didn't do it. So then I found an article that said John was awarded new hearings to discuss his original trial. And what John says was an illegally impaneled grand jury. A full hearing in the Michigan Court of Appeals and an evidentiary hearing in circuit court have been granted, but they were delayed indefinitely due to COVID-19. And then I found a blog that we talked about. We like, were messaging about it earlier today. That looks like it's run by John or maybe a family member or maybe the fiance yeah. slash wife. And um, yeah. they said that his arguments have been submitted to the Michigan Court of Appeals via like a Zoom so, meeting. Screw that, dude. Yeah, um, he's where he needs to be. But John should also be. I mean, were, uh, but but Billy should also still be locked up. Yes. So I found these two things interesting, I guess. Mm hmm. So Marky went to visit the grave site that they have for Rose. Um, and she actually brought Billy along with her. She said, quote, I called Billy Brown to see if he would go with me. He was the last one to see her alive. And I wanted to see if he was truly sorry. No. I get it. I get where she's coming from. But no, screw that dude. No, I would have murdered him on her grave. Right. Right. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't understand her logic for that. I don't I don't. I mean, I understand Follow. I understand wanting to see him face to face and talk to him like I, I as a closure kind of thing. Like, I get it. But to go to her gravesite with him, like, I, I feel that's not I feel like I that's could, disrespectful to Rose, to be honest. It is. It absolutely is. I feel like I would understand if he if he was a victim also. 
But somebody sure. who was involved in the actual crime, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't understand. Well, I'm not saying so much that she wanted to talk to him about like what happened, but more of she said she wanted to see if he was sorry. So I don't know if she just. I don't, I don't care if you are or not. I mean, me personally, I don't either. But again, I've, I've never been put in her situation. So I don't, I don't know I don't, how I would react. I, I can't, I can't get on board with that one. But anyways, um, I did like this one. So she did go to John's grandparents' house, whose names were John, of course, and Pearl. I love old lady's name, Pearl. I think it's so cute. (laughs) Right? Right? I want to hug her immediately. She wanted to see where Rose spent her last moments, I guess. And then when she got there, the grandfather, John, told Marky, I think about you every day. We both have a tragedy. And I mean, I get it because they still live in, or at the time, they still lived in the house that Rose was murdered in. Yeah, I think I would immediately have to sell the house. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, gotta go now. Bye. Okay, well, just abandoned. I don't need any of the stuff. I'm good. I'm just out. Yeah, no, I'm good. Let me just grab PD and my cat. Can you not move the microphone while you talk? (laughs) (sighs) It was in my way, and I couldn't talk with it in my way. Okay. Hi, give me a happy ending. Okay, so our birthday's for December 7th. We have Christopher Thomas Howell, who played George Foyette in Criminal Minds, <gasps> the Reaper. To be honest, he's super hot. <laughs> he was like, he's excellent in that role. <laughs> yes, super creepy. Yes, he was born in 1966. He and murdered he, Haley, though, and that I know is... that I just I can't watch that. That's one episode that I skip every time. I can't watch it. Oh, my God. The first time I saw it, I did not think I was ever going to stop crying. It was and awful. Ryan was like, are you OK? And I'm no. like, no, I am, mourning no a lo- sir. I am mourning a loss right now. Like, get away from me. No, sir. The answer is I am not OK. Thank you for asking. And bring right. me a snack. When Hotchner's in the car and hears it, I just, oh, God. OK. Oh, uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I know y'all of y'all have watched Criminal Minds. It's fine. So then in 1978, Sherry Appleby was born and she was in the original Roswell, which was so good. With the UFO thing? The TV show Roswell. Is it about the UFOs though? It is about the UFOs though. What? Yeah, it was really, it was, but it's late 90s, early 2000s show. So it's super cheesy now, but it's still excellent. Hmm. Catherine Heigl was in it. It was one of her first things she did. I'll have to look into that. And um, the two main leads have insane chemistry. The first season is fantastic. Okay. And then in 1979, Sarah Bareilles was born. Who's that? You don't know Sarah Bareilles? She's a singer. She wrote the music for The Waitress, the musical. And she wrote, I want to see you be brave. Oh. (laughs) I'm not telling my mom. She'll be so upset with you. She loves Sarah Bareilles. Go back to George Foyette. No. Hmm. So our events for today, they were a little slim today. <laughs> so I had to make do with what I could find. Okay, hang on, pause. Okay, so I'm going to, I think I have magical powers. Hear me out. <laughs> I like how you're just sitting so patiently, just waiting for me to continue. I feel like it's going to have to do something with the Easy Bake Oven. Please tell me I'm right, because I swear you to God. You are I'll really pants. wrong. <laughs> I mean, crap. <laughs> It'll be just two bleeps. 
Beep. Crap. There's nothing with the AC make of it, but that was fun. I enjoyed it. But you're wrong. You enjoyed that roller coaster. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Okay, so in 1787, Delaware was... No. The Easy Bake Oven was invented. (laughs) Cheese and crackers. Okay. So in 1787, Delaware was the first state to ratify the Constitution. I just like those because they always make me think of Alexander Hamilton. Okay. I know. That's why I I just let it happen. Thank you. And then in 1967, Otis Redding finished recording Sitting on the Dock at the Bay, which was one of my dad's favorite songs. I love him. I love that song. And then in 1968, I knew this would be one that you would find very interesting. Richard Dodd returned a library book he inherited that was checked out from the University of Cincinnati in 1823. The overdue fees were (laughs) (laughs) $2,646. Did he have to pay them, though? No, they waived it. Oh, that's nice of them. Right? I mean, But it was checked out in 1823, and he returned it in 1968. <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, hi, my, gra- my grandfather checked this out. <laughs> right? I was just thinking that. Like, how do you... I bet he checked it out, and he's a vampire. <gasps> <laughs> he's Jack the Ripper. All right, well, we just solved it. <laughs> Nailed it. Richard Dodd is Jack the Ripper and also a vampire. <laughs> thank you for coming to our ted talk (laughs) and he doesn't return his library books so well he does just eventually (laughs) a few decades later it's fine (laughs) it was like a medical textbook was it really are you making that up no that's true that just popped in my head yeah that's legit he's he's definitely jack the ripper you cannot convince me otherwise now okay who caught your eye no you go ahead i know you're excited okay so i was in fairfax where i spend um half of my life now and um I went to my little bar across the street and, you know, where we have book club and whatnot. And there's a new, I don't think he's a bartender. I think he may be like just a cook, mm-hmm. but he had these, um, muscles. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I don't have any, I don't know what they're called. We've uh, never seen them before. <laughs> you need to ask him to let them, let you explore them. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I, for a scientific experiment. <laughs> I just, I've never seen this before. I just need to touch it. Um, his arms were, oh, fantastic. And he was super cute. And he was super nice, too. Oh, that's even better. I know. I know. Um, and so I had to be creepy and take a picture and send it to Kelly and be like, oh, there's a person that caught my eye this week. And then my response was, same. Who is that? <laughs> and there was another person that caught my eye this week. Okay. Adele. Have you, like... This is going to sound stupid. Like, of course, I've seen her, but I had never watched her, I guess. Uh And she did an interview thing with Oprah. Oprah. And I just, I could not take my eyes off of her face. She is so beautiful. Like, she has perfect lips and eyes and eyebrows and cheekbones and just, I just want to touch her face. And so I'm sitting there watching this interview thing with her and Oprah and I'm texting Ryan and I'm like, bruh, like Adele is gorgeous. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, dude. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't really seen her much. And I'm like, right. Same. That's, 
that's how I felt. Like I didn't physically like see her enough. And then just watching her, I only watched like five or 10 minutes of it, but I was just, I'm super infatuated now. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. Do you feel better now? Do you get all that off your chest? Yes. Got it all out. Okay. Okay. Hi, who caught your eye? Well, I started, as you know, watching Schitt's Creek. Yay! So, so David better have caught your eye. David and Alexis, I love them both. Yes, I and know. And Ted's adorable. Ew, David. Ew, David. Ted Ew, is David. adorable. Anyways, it's really good. However, I have one complaint. Oh, I hate Roland. Yes. No, and not yes. in a fun way. Like, when he comes on the screen, I want to change the channel. Oh. I hate him. As an actor? As a person? or Like, his character. I hate him. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I love everybody else enough to make up for it, but he, I really, I get really upset when it's, when I know the story is going to involve him. I like, I just that, want to punch him in the face. That's how I feel about Quinnith Paltrow. Oh, I don't care. I'm sure the actor's fine. I hate that character. Well, I'm just saying I hate Quinnith Paltrow. Oh, and their right? son, Mutt. Mutt is hot. Mm, yes. Until he shaves his beard. Right? Yeah, like, he looked weird. I was like, mm, never mind. I'm out. There's not enough squish on your face what <laughs> nobody has ever said that to me ever i have plenty of squish on my face in case anyone's curious you know what i'm saying though right not a bit like it's too um angular chiseled i guess is that a thing to be too chiseled yes dude i can't okay i just think his face he like he looks better better with a beard just personally mm, yeah he does that's that's who caught my eye this week <laughs> this shit's great I character st- i would still Except pick david Roland. though who I would shove off a cliff. Not David, Roland. Yeah. I'd gladly just shove him off a cliff. Like, I would marry David if I could. I mean, he could do worse. We've established this. I have done worse. <laughs> I didn't say you could do worse. Oh, what? <laughs> he could do worse than you. It was hey, a compliment Wait a to second. You. It was a compliment to you. I'm fantastic. Okay. Just, just ask. Just ask anybody. Literally anyone. <laughs> <laughs> me up for that one and your promiscuous past (laughs) i'm allowed to slut shame you i was there for all of it so you were literally there for all of it and it's not slut shaming it's slut teasing that's the difference (laughs) i'm such a good girl now though December 7th, 1993. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Date With Murder. Okay, love you, miss you, bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Amen. Amen. Hashtag words are hard. Hashtag my cat knows more words than me. Hashtag big desk energy. Hashtag cat. It's <laughs> still <laughs> hilarious. It'll always be hilarious. <sighs> Okay. Au revoir. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay. Is everybody muted? <laughs> Everyone is muted. That's why we can hear each other now. Oh, okay, good. Because it all makes sense now. <laughs> I like your tip. <laughs> but just tip. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Somebody's got to be your moral compass. <laughs> At least I do my job up in this rumpus. Oh. The line is behind me. I crossed it again. Well, the person has lost it again.
I was saying that I think oh, I okay, cut. Fair. I was going to say I, this is the their cat. The, oh, for heaven's sakes, words are hard. This is the case we talked what? about. <laughs> and that's when John began distinct. Din what? Distancing. What? That word was hard. Okay. <laughs> are you? It's getting late. Help? Can you tell it's getting late? You wink and I just immediately wink back at you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was flirting. <laughs> I don't know. You're trying to tell me a secret. I'm like, okay, we're winking now. All right. And then even worse, if I was telling you a secret, you announced that I was winking at you. <laughs> but why are you winking at me, though? But Kelly, why are you whispering? I can't hear you when you whisper. Glasses and mittens and sweaters. Mittens. I was going to wear my llama, llama pajamas. Llama pajamas? <laughs> I know, right? I'm ready to go. I got myself super excited. That's why I had a hard time saying it because I was like, this can't be real right now. Wait a second. Llama pajamas. <laughs> and I'm missing a coffee cup. My coffee cup with the cats on it. I didn't take it. Have you seen? Have you seen it anywhere? I knew you were gonna ask me that. I knew that's where it was going. <laughs> like it's not in the kitchen. It's not up here on my desk, and. It's not in my bathroom. Have you tried asking the person that you live with instead of the one who lives four hours away? He says he hasn't seen it. He says he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Oh, he this broke it. He broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a coffee cup is. Do we own coffee cups? What? What's a coffee cup? What does one do you know with what? a coffee cup? <laughs> you know what? You might be right. Because it's the same cup that I use all the time. Yes. Yeah, he broke my it. pink one with the cats on it. Yeah, I think he did. I'm going to have to go question him now. That was really shady. <laughs> Wait, you said it. Because depending on his answer, I might. You're be being recorded. You're being recorded. You're being recorded. You're being recorded. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Mayday, mayday. Yeah, but this is this is justifiable homicide. I mean, it would be just for just. I got to go. I'm tired. Okay.